Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Optimal Relationships Daily, Episode 560, Three Ways to Slow Down and Soak It All In, by Jay and Heather Harrington of lifeandwim.com. Howdy, and welcome to the first show of the month and the final show of the week. I'm Joss Marie, and I narrate relationship content every Monday through Friday in order to optimize the many relationships in your life. If you're someone who feels like time is always slipping away because you're too busy, today's post goes out to you. And just real quick before we get into the post, I want to remind you that you can share listener photos and even have a little blurb about you featured in our mailing list. If that sounds cool to you, you can go ahead and sign up right at oldpodcast.com. But with that, let's get right into Jay and Heather's post and start optimizing your life. Three Ways to Slow Down and Soak It All In by Jay and Heather Harrington of lifeandwim.com. I walked into my house on Sunday, grocery bags hanging from my arms, earbuds dangling from my head. I was busy and distracted as I glanced out the back window and saw my wife, Heather, sitting on the back deck. Except, it wasn't Heather. It was my seven-year-old daughter. And from the view I had, with her light brown hair pulled back in a ponytail, I mistook her for Heather. This stuck with me, because it's the first time it's happened. I guess I knew it was coming, but maybe not so soon. That moment where your child reminds you more of a teenager than she does a toddler. And it came at a time when I've been struggling a bit with the fact that I haven't felt as dialed in as I should be as a father. It's not that I haven't been spending a lot of time with our kids. I have. We work from home, and while our kids are in camp during a good deal of the summer, there's often only a short window of time where Heather and I have time for focused, undistracted work during the day. I'm not complaining about this setup. It's one of our choosing, and it allows us to be more free and flexible with our time. But for me, at least, it also creates a circumstance where I'm often straddling the line between work and family, never fully engaged and never fully withdrawn, busy working and parenting, but not feeling like I'm doing either very well. Time and attention are not the same thing. It's easy for me to dismiss these feelings. I rationalize that my busyness is just a phase and that there's a light-filled gateway over the horizon that will lead to a more balanced existence. It's a tough age with the kids and work is just really busy right now, are things I tell myself. I just need to get through this period, I delude myself. And then moments happen, like mistaking my daughter for my wife, that make me realize that the passage of time is not what cures the problem, it's what exacerbates it. Instead of recognizing that busyness is a numbing behavior used to suppress an underlying problem, I elevate it to a badge of honor and hide behind my to-do list. Enough. Time goes too fast. Life marches on whether you're living reactively or intentionally. Too often I find myself busy without a particular cause. Only two weeks left before school starts up here in Michigan. 
Time to hit pause. Pause for self-care. Having been through this before, I've come to learn that giving more of myself to my family starts with taking better care of myself. If I'm not in a good place, then I can't be there for them either. I have a tendency to fall victim to superhero syndrome, a belief that I can do everything and just power through. But of course I can't, and cracks begin to form. It's at these moments, when it feels like the answer lies in doing more, that it's most important to pause, reflect, and take care of yourself first. It may sound paradoxical that the key to being a better parent, spouse, sibling, or friend is to focus more on yourself. Remember, though, that the objective is not merely spending more time with those we care about, but more quality time. We all have different ways to recharge, refuel, and reboot. For some, it's climbing a mountain. For others, it's sitting quietly and meditating. For still others, it's a raucous weekend away with friends. Here are three things that help me hit pause and get a better grip on things when busyness takes over. Number one, making sure my buckets are full. Jonathan Fields wrote a great book called How to Live a Good Life, in which he encourages readers to keep their good life buckets full. The buckets include vitality, focus on mind and body, connection, focus on relationships, and contribution, how you contribute to the world. As Fields explains, the goal with the good life buckets is simple. Do something every day to fill each one. Keep all three as close to full as possible. The nearer any one bucket gets to empty, the more pain you feel. All three run dry, you die. Figuratively and literally. This model, simple as it sounds, is fiercely effective, practical, and powerful. The point is that every decision we make or fail to make has consequences. Too much focus on one thing means not enough on something else. Understanding that my ability to develop relationships and make a positive contribution is dependent on my ability to stay vital and healthy seems obvious, but it's a reminder I need to keep top of mind. Number two, finding new adventures outside. When I'm sitting at home with my phone and computer nearby, it's very easy for me to focus on what's happened in the past or is going to happen in the future. But when I'm outside walking a trail or watching a sunset, it's nearly impossible to be anywhere but in the moment. For me, it's the chance to take a breath, decompress, and get back to taking care of my family with the knowledge that I've taken a few moments to take care of myself, too. And number three, journaling. Despite its many benefits, I've struggled to make journaling a consistent habit. It's something I typically come back to when I'm trying to sort things out in my head. Journaling helps me to do a brain dump. I write down everything on my mind until there is nothing left. When I'm busy, my mind races with things I have to do, people I have to talk to, and places I have to be, leaving little room for much else. Journaling helps to free and quiet my mind so I can relax, let go, and enjoy the moment. There's no silver bullet for busyness. It often creeps back into our lives slowly and insidiously. The key is to recognize it and not become numb to it. Grab back your time and attention and plan some great adventures with your family. You'll never get a second chance to live this one moment. You just listened to the post titled, Three Ways to Slow Down and Soak It All In by Jay and Heather Harrington of lifeandwim.com. Thank you so much to Jay and Heather for this post. It literally could not have come at a more perfect time in my life. I've noticed for a while now that I've been spreading myself way too thin and not taking any time for myself. Consequently, there's way too many days where I'm left feeling as though I haven't been present enough with Tal, Colby, and Lee. So, thank you so much again to Jay. I know now that I need to start prioritizing me time again. And with that, let's go ahead and wrap it up for today. Thanks so much for listening all week, and I hope you have a really fun and adventurous weekend. 
And I'll see you again right back here first thing on Monday, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.